I didn't realize it was this podcast because you have so many. I know. <laughs> Thanks for pointing out my insecurity. <laughs> Why is the that things that I'm sensitive about? Ambitious. Because I I am aware of that. I feel like um, I start. I just do so many podcasts. Oh. And I can't make up my mind because I have ADD. So I'm like all over the place, starting one podcast and switching it, and then switching back. Mm. so here we go switching back to ambitious ambitious yeah a play off of my name welcome you're the first episode back of ambitious this is like season four or season three of this who knows yeah i was supposed to do a logo for you for clef chronicles and i never did yeah well good thing you didn't because that is dead nice (sighs) here we are grown adults and I've I've learned a lot over the past couple of years. And do you remember when you were on the Ambitious podcast in the past where we just talked about inside jokes? Yeah. All the inside jokes between you and me? Yeah. Oh, let's introduce you really quick. Okay. People don't know who's speaking. Go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Kaylin, Ammon's little sister. The one just littlest of him. Just under, just littler <laughs> than him. you're the sibling that's closest to me in age and you're a female yep (laughs) how's your tea hot still and rosy yum yeah the beauty tea all right enough chit chat enough enough small talk the reason why i wanted to bring you on the first episode is because i feel like your position in life is unique how so well in the in the way that it's not unique at all because you're raising kids Mm -hmm. and i don't know why i even said unique so many people are going through what you're going through (laughs) and so i feel like it could be relatable that's why i wanted to bring you on yes a lot of my listeners are female Mm -hmm. and i'm assuming that they have children and coronavirus is still raging it's uh what's the date february 5th 2021 and are schools opening? Do you know? Uh, I don't really know because I have my kids just homeschooled out of oh, yeah. the school system. But I think they are going back like this month sometime. I guess it's pretty irrelevant because you're homeschooling. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. So tell me how that's been, like homeschooling your kids um, and why you chose to do that. Well, honestly, it was... I I would like to say, oh, my kids wanted to or whatever, but that was not the case. It was purely me. I was getting annoyed by the emails that I was getting from the school district like, oh, we're going to do this model of education this year. Oh, it's going to be different than the distance learning we did in the spring. We're going to do a hybrid model. Oh, just kidding. They're going to be fully online. Oh, just kidding. These grades are going to be in person. These grades are not. It was was way back and forth all over the place. School was supposed to start soon. And I was like, and then I heard that they were going to have to wear masks all day at school. And I'm like, what is that even going to look like? Like, And then I heard they were still going to be doing recess with them. I'm like, I don't get it. I'm like done. Like they're out. I'm out. Like I'm just going so to do it at home. you decided to take the power back so, into your own hands and yeah. just make a decision. Yeah. And I was really intimidated by that because I didn't really think that I would ever homeschool. I mean, I've thought about it before, like having friends that homeschool their kids. I'm like, gosh, that's so cool. Like I look up to them. I One of my friends has like four kids and she's homeschooled them for years and then you know tiana has she like homeschooled her kids forever i'm like that's so cool like tiana is our aunt yeah sorry 
She's our aunt. It's okay. Um, anyway, so I had thought about it like that, but I never really seriously entertained the idea for my kids just because as soon as I sent Aaliyah off to kindergarten and Preston went to preschool that same year and then I had Grayson at home alone, I was like, oh my gosh, I have like some time. (laughs) And so (laughs) it felt so nice. And I was never that mom that's like crying when I send my kids off to school. Like I never really like missed them that like that, you know, I was like so grateful that they had some alone time. Yeah. I was like grateful that they had teachers that I knew they were like learning and then they would come home and we would all be refreshed and not like sick of each other, you know? But, um, so, so now it's February. You've been doing it since September. Yeah. How's it been going? <laughs> we still have not found our flow. It's, uh, yeah. um, it's an adventure. It's, I have good days and bad days. Do you, do you ever get alone time? Nope. Well, no, I <laughs> <laughs> never, <laughs> I really, I feel like I'm with them 24 seven. Kevin's really good about like my husband, Kevin, he's really good about like, um, you know, if I'm like, I need a break, I'm going to go. He's like, yeah, just leave, go, whatever. You know, he's good about like working around because he likes to do side projects on the weekends, you know, Yeah. but he'll, um, work around me. If I want to go do something on a Saturday alone, he's like, okay, cool. I'll work around your schedule. Like we'll be home. You can go. Yeah. He's really like supportive man. Yes. Very much so. Um, and he's very supportive of like me wanting time so that I can paint or whatever it is that I want to do, you know? Oh, I want to get into that later. Okay. okay so what kind of alone time do you get like how often would you say that you go out uh and what do you do i don't really i don't remember the last time that i went out i <laughs> <laughs> i go in um i go to like girls nights sometimes like me and my oh so friends. you're getting social interactions yeah That's good. yeah i don't i don't know that i ever really have alone time though like just me really not really unless it's like i'm painting but i usually just do that after the kids are in bed do you feel like you need that um i i more just feel like i want to recharge and go like chit chat with my girlfriends or something you know like that's so would you say of... you're an extrovert no no i'm really i would think I'd i think that are. i'm well just yesterday jasmine and mom were at my house and they were like Kaylin, I think you're the biggest homebody of any of us because I like never go anywhere. I don't want to go anywhere. I guess that's true. And I think you're that always it's, home. I think that part of it is right now because I always have all my kids with me. I like dread taking all of them places. Oh, just like it's a hassle to it's get like them a all nightmare. in the car. Yeah, well, in and out and in and out and in and out, however many places we need to go. And snacks and pee breaks. Yeah, and, and great. Yeah, so... <laughs> that's why I never want to go anywhere and my kids are becoming homebodies too because I'm like okay we need to go to the store and we haven't gone anywhere in days and they'll be like "Uh, can I just stay home like no like you're not old enough you have to come with me well can someone just come babysit us they just never want to go yeah they don't want to go I mean Aaliyah is at a birthday party right now and she was excited to go to that with some one of her close friends you know Mm -hmm. but yeah I don't know I'm just I think I'm an extroverted introvert what does that mean it means that you would not know that i'm an introvert by like oh so you hide it well yeah um although in social gatherings that i don't know a lot of people i'm very much an introvert i'm very much just like an observer Mm. i'm not all like oh hey i'm kaylin i'm you know i think that's pretty common yeah even for extroverted people they're Mm. not just loud and and chit chatty and make friends right away 
although there are people like that, but I think that what you're explaining is pretty common. I, I gravitate toward people that I think are more extroverted because I wish that I was like that. Yeah. But I don't know balance each other out i guess i mean like what makes you want to why do you want to be like that i don't know i just think that it's so cool to be able to like have something to say all the time and like like we talked about on the last podcast i feel the best about myself when i'm able to like say something that makes people laugh oh so yeah like Gosh, if, <laughs> how do you have such good memory it's like that's two like years the ago. only other podcast that i've ever done so. <laughs> i guess that's true <laughs> Anyway, so you I like just to like, make people laugh and have something of value and substance to say. Yeah, yeah, it makes me feel good when I make people laugh, and so. Do you think you're funny? Not necessarily. <laughs> I'm not on purpose. Well, you have a pretty, <laughs> but you have a really good sense of humor. I like to think that I can laugh at myself, but that's usually what it ends up being—is laughing with people at me. <laughs> that's but that's the thing is, is, you have a really good ability to laugh at yourself, like not taking yourself so seriously. Yeah, which is good. Oh, thanks. And you're the girl in the room or you're the human being in the room that when something happens, you'll make eye contact with the other person who noticed it. <laughs> yeah, <I do. laughs> And then you all of a sudden have an inside joke together. <laughs> I love inside jokes. They're the best. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The other day I was at uh, mom and dad's and dad did something. Oh, he like stuttered over a word, you know? And I like to tease him because he does the same thing that I do. He, he like has the same sense of humor and like he teases a lot and so then yeah. I like to get him back you know and he like stumbled over some of his words and I was like what happened dad Did you just like have a stroke and I was like mimicking what he had said uh-huh. and he like was dying laughing you know he thought it was so funny <laughs> and mom was like nobody makes him laugh like that he never gets teased and you know it was just funny you do make him laugh more than anyone I think well and then later he like tried to take a bite of something that he was eating and all of it fell off of his fork right before he put it in his mouth and he didn't think anybody saw but like you said my eyes darted to his eyes right when it happened and he like (laughs) melted and started laughing again because i had seen his little like fork fumble you have the type of sense of humor that you notice the subtleties the really really small micro expressions or small moments that nobody else does yeah and then you just capitalize on them i think that's really unique Uh, it's funny it's it can be a curse though some people don't don't get it and think that i'm poking too much fun or like if i pick apart someone's grammar because they messed up a word like you said the little subtleties or whatever it's a attention to detail that is yeah is really uh special i think there's not a lot of people you can always tell when there's a person like that in the room, you're like, oh, that's the person who will notice this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that bleeds over into other areas of your life, like your art with your rocks. Like mm-hmm. you're very, very detail-oriented. Not, on, not only in your humor, but also in your art. And I'm oh, sure thanks. in your like homeschooling, you're pretty detail-oriented. Yeah, I, I think sometimes to a fault, but I, I appreciate you saying that because that, you know, thank you. That feels good to get a compliment like that. Cause I put a lot of effort into it and I do think that I'm pretty detail oriented, but sometimes it can be like a bit of perfectionism that gets in my way with certain things. Like I'll redo a rock that I'm painting if I'm not satisfied with it instead mm. of just like, Oh, nobody else is going to notice that Yeah. or it's fine. I will acetone the whole thing off and redo it, you know? Um, uh, so like done is better than perfect, but you can't let it go without being perfect. Yeah, no. I gotcha. And it gets in my way because then I don't do as much as I want to do. I don't well, for people who don't have never seen your art, explain like what your business is. So it's called 
what's the name of your business just kaylin montfering yeah on on instagram i mean i don't know if you can really call it a business it's just like an <laughs> just instagram page yeah. but it's your art it's like your it's your yeah my heart and soul yeah so tell yeah. people about your art like how would you describe it because it's very detail oriented so give people like an yeah understanding. so i just do like dot paintings um dot mandalas more specifically on stones and also canvases um, and then I, I do other things too. Like I'll do little like story stones where I paint actual character images, like kids images, you know, like where the wild things are. Or yeah. That your little fun. fruit ones are really cute. Oh yeah. I've made like play food, you know, out of stones instead of like wood or something. Um, but I have found that painting on stones is my favorite. Well, I don't know. I like the canvases too, but I don't like to paint like normal paintings on canvases. I like to do the mandala dots on canvases those are really used to do more like character art like when you drew the like a buffalo i think and a whale yeah i I still do those i mean well i haven't done those in a long time but i do like i'll do like an animal silhouette or something and then fill it with like abstract kind of designs those are really fun too but i haven't done that in a long time that's with pen and paper i have one on my my ipad the whale oh yeah hanging in my bathroom yeah that was your birthday Mm mm-hmm yeah, that one was fun. And you also, going back to detail, like paying attention to specific detail, you'll go out and pick your stones, like at the beach or yeah. a river, and you have to find, like, every time I go out with mom or anything, she's like, oh, Kaylin would love this stone. <laughs> like, you have a very specific one that yeah. you're looking for. I have I have my little stone hunters assigned that know exactly what I want. Um, yeah, they have to be, like, really, really round, because I have to get pickier. I have, like, bins of rocks in my house so i have uh, to be really picky about the ones that i'll accept because if i'm not then i just i don't grab think that's why you're picky though i think that's one element of why you're picky because you just have rocks everywhere <laughs> but i think it i think the bigger reason is that you just it it bothers you if they're not perfect it does <laughs> because it's a circular design it has to be on a circular stone mm-hmm. uh, it works better if it's on a circle stone so they're like dot mandalas they're very colorful yeah and they sometimes get really big. Yeah, they can. I have my biggest one on a rock is probably like five or so inches around. Like How long does something across, like that take you? Across, I mean, like, well, <laughs> I mean, not okay. So not like I know it probably takes weeks or months. <laughs> that one took me like six months. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> get of like finished. motivation and children. And yeah. Things. But how much, how many hours do you think you actually spent um, in front of the rock actually working on it? Uh, my smaller ones are a couple of hours. Um, my larger one like that, probably like several hours. I don't know a number. I don't, I, I should keep track. I can do, I do like little three inch square canvases and those I can get done in like probably two or three hours. If I have the base coat art, like the base coat color already on and dried the actual dots, I can probably get done in like two or three hours. What have you tried to do with your business so far? You, like you said, you made an Instagram. Yeah, I have an Instagram page. I had an Etsy. I, I have an Etsy, um, but I'm not, I don't know, that that platform for selling just doesn't really, right now, it doesn't really vibe with me as well. I felt the same way about Etsy yeah. for myself. Yeah, I, I just feel like, here. yeah, well, you have to do a lot and spend a lot of time on like your marketing to to get people to even see your page because there's so many Etsy pages. Don't forget so. about your tea. It's probably getting cold. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Cheers, by the way. Oh, thanks. thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm stoked <laughs> that fun. you're here doing this first episode of Ambitious. Mm-hmm. How are you? 
It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> Life's happy. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Happy 2021. Do you have like resolutions or practices you're trying to do? <sighs> Keep my kids alive. It's a good one. <laughs> Otherwise. No, I, well, jail. I would like to, Kevin and I just <laughs> went jail. Is yeah. that what you said? <laughs> I guess depending on how they die. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so many ways it could be my fault though. <laughs> Yeah. Neglect or drowning. Don't say that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, back to resolutions. <laughs> Sorry. Um, um, yeah, I I want to start working out more or start working out. End period. of sentence. Yeah, period. <laughs> um, I'm 30 now and I just have never really worked out at all. I mean, I've done yoga and like some jogging and stuff but hardly anything yoga i feel like is more f- for the mind i know that there's like it yeah. builds strength and flexibility but i feel like it's more for the mind yeah and i think so too and lately i for the past like couple years i've had issues with my neck seizing up every once in a while <laughs> <laughs> seizing up well i mean no just like, like a, my just like a motorcycle engine <laughs> seizing no, like, up oh, wait. <laughs> a chainsaw that you put gasoline instead of 50 50 and just seizes up no, I woke up like a couple of weeks ago with my neck. It was like really stiff, right? And you know how you wake up with like a sore neck, like you slept wrong or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then it was getting better. It was almost all the way. <laughs> Embarrassed to tell this story. It's okay. You're 30. Makes sense. Um, no, the next part of the story. Oh. So it was almost better. <laughs> but then I, um, I took a shower one morning and I, ha- I was drying off my hair. So I had my towel on my head. And I went to put a sweater on and I misjudged the size of the hole on the sweater <laughs> and tried to And then you seized your neck so up? So I tried to pull it over the towel, and but it, the neck of the sweater didn't stretch and so it like yanked my head all the way. Oh, you like it, really committed to pulling it over. This <laughs> will yeah. fit. God. Anyway, yes, and it like... I not only like seized my neck up, but it actually like threw my upper spine out of place. Oh wow! So I had I went to the chiropractor, and he it, that had happened to me before. It was like the same feeling. It was a couple years before it happened when I was when I was opening a bottle of juice. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like straining really hard. Man, you're just an adrenaline junkie. And then when I let go of the lid, because it wasn't opening, when I, like, released my pressure, (laughs) my neck was like, and it, like, (laughs) could not move. Chiropractor. Anyway, so um, my chiropractor was like, yeah, it's, like, out of place. And he told me, back to the yoga thing, this is where I was going with this, Mm -hmm. is that people that are naturally pretty flexible, which I am, knowing me from childhood, you know that I've always been fairly flexible. you could, like, do the splits as a kid. Yeah. Um... And he said, people that are naturally like flexible tend to gravitate toward yoga and people that are naturally like bulkier tend to gravitate towards strength training when really the opposite is what you need. People that are more flexible naturally need to do more strength training to get their more strength, you know. Who told you this? My chiropractor. Gotcha. And people that are bulky and do a lot of strength training need to get more flexibility in their bodies and they should be doing like yoga and stuff. But Makes sense. I need to stretch more. Yeah. Much more. I mean, I think everybody could use that, but I feel like I, like I said before, I want to start 
working out and actually like doing some like actual workouts to make my body stronger because well the gym's just opened february 1st i have two gym memberships right now why because i have this one gym that i go to that has a sauna and it's just like lots of weights it's really big it's called superior next to food for less kind of it's on biddle um just like a really big gym with uh, just lots of weights Mm -hmm. and there's like racquetball courts and a sauna which is the main reason why i go there Mm. and then the other gym i have is the rock gym oh yeah so i have that one but that has a full gym in it too right it's not i mean yes but it's not like a full gym does it have a sauna no Mm. i know right i have to pay for two memberships to get everything i want dang it i know it sucks but if you use them all the time then it's probably worth it you should get a gym membership at the rock gym that was really fun you have really good balance on that really? slack line. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Like naturally good. I work on that all the time and you <laughs> did more steps on it your very first try than I have so far. Oh, wow. Well, I, that was my only try that I got that many steps. After you must that, have I couldn't... massive inner ears. You have, what are you talking about? You have like really good balance. I don't. I don't have that good a balance. Everybody says that. Because you like skateboard and like a mountain goat jumping on all over. I mean, I'm agile, but that doesn't equal balance. I mean, I feel like hopping over beach rocks and not falling on your face can kind of... Yeah, I guess maybe. Sure, I have like decent balance, but it takes a specific type of balance to do slacklining. Oh. And you're thoroughly good, like naturally good. Thanks. Maybe if I practice, I could actually do it. Yeah, you should come. It could be some alone time or some social interaction and um, some physical exercise. Two birds. All the things that I need. Maybe I will. Yeah, it's really healthy for your body and your mental health how's your mental health i feel like it's pretty good so sweet i mean I'm, I'm i get stressed and stuff but who doesn't yeah do you feel like there's a lot of awareness around mental health these days yeah like it's, very, it's very emphasized everything in, on instagram yeah and it's all about like gaslighting and trauma and like what do you do when you're stressed yeah. click add to cart <laughs> yeah did you see that one yeah shopping therapy uh, yeah uh, i mean it's good because i think there's a lot of damage done there's been a lot of trauma in the world because of i don't know yeah. and then now it's just all surfacing to the awareness mm-hmm. the consciousness of the planet which is good just kind of i'm always just like i'm just done healing I'm done <laughs> being aware of my mental health i just want to be then just be i don't think there's yeah i don't think there's anything wrong with that i feel like it's fine to just be yeah it's pretty much how i exist (laughs) just being yeah in the moment it's better that way have you ever heard of the book this is kind of getting off topic but it's something i've been thinking about a lot uh the untethered soul Mm -mm. by michael singer nope it's so good It's, it's my favorite book I just started reading it. It's not my favorite book. Confident. Yeah. I love it so much. That's cool. He talks a lot about meditation and consciousness, like the, just what consciousness is. Mm-hmm. And you know how when you're going through life and you're always narrating everything in your mind? Uh-huh. Like narrating the movie you see or narrating just how breakfast tastes? I mean, I don't like consciously do that, but I... But it just like happens like naturally. There's just like a voice in your head that's yeah. like, oh, I like that. I don't like that. Yeah. Or you need to be doing this or I feel guilty for not doing this thing. 
mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or oh, I should be painting my rocks, but no, I should be <laughs> making dinner because Kevin's going home soon. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's just this narration happening in your head. That's like people identify that as me. Like that's me. The narration in my head that uh-huh. that voice is me. But the, this book, The Untethered Soul, talks about how that's not you. That's your brain. And what you are is the awareness that's listening to that voice. Yeah, that makes sense. And so when you're meditating, what you're supposed to try and do is to shut that off or to stop listening to that and turn your focus of consciousness away and turn it back on itself and just be aware that you're aware. Okay. The, okay. I um, <laughs> I talked to Brianna, our cousin, about this a lot. So there's this weird it kind of goes into that like being aware of of you being aware kind of thing yeah um every once in a while i'll get like this random out of body weird feeling where like i I can't even put this into words i explained it to her one time i explained it to her one time and she knew exactly what i was talking about and so now and she's the only person that i've been able to explain this to who actually got what i was saying well give it a shot here and see what happens (laughs) okay it's like you get this weird like out of body feeling where it's like i'm looking at myself and like how did i like my consciousness end up in this body like this vessel is like housing me like why are you you yeah like i I, my like consciousness what if i had ended up as like that plant over there or like some other random yeah dude okay i know exactly what you're talking about i used to to do that when we were kids yeah well it happened a lot more to me as a kid it doesn't really happen anymore but i i still remember that feeling when you were talking about that book it it doesn't really happen to me much now either but when we were kids like there's a moment when you're a kid maybe like five or six when you start to become aware like when your memory like when your hippocampus fires up and starts retaining uh-huh. i was like oh it's like i'm me i'm ammon i'm a boy and i'm like a fast runner and i like to ride bikes yeah. but like why am i me yeah yeah why am i not, a- why am i not braden my brother <laughs> oh my gosh, why, why have we I- never talked about this i before? don't know because like yeah <laughs> I don't know. I think just because religion just kind of tells you how to think and what to, how to believe. But so lately, now that I've been reading more and becoming more philosophical and like diving into myself and trying to explore, because in my marriage, my previous marriage, I was just focused on her so much. Mm-hmm. Like, what does she need? What does she want to do? And my, my whole being, my whole purpose was dedicated to making sure she was okay. Mm-hmm. So when I got divorced... I was, I I had no identity. I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know what I wanted. Yeah. And then now I, I had just no foundation, which is why my life to other people looks so starkly different mm-hmm. because I'm just like, well, I'm just going to figure out what I like. And now I, now I'm this. Yeah. Now I'm this. Yeah. <laughs> now I do my life this way, which is very different from what I used to be doing. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so off topic, so off track, but I love it. The untethered soul talks about that and why you're you and then how to how to go about life doing that. And you're always like narrating life and saying, I don't like this or I like that. And if we can just learn to observe the world and let it be, like look at the world and just be aware of it, the more that it will allow us to just be uh, ourselves. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Kind of, yeah. 
yeah it's hard to explain to people who haven't ever like thought about it oh, or it sounds people, good sounds interesting people who are so wrapped up in their life and just busy go 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 all the time yeah. i'm sure for like people in new york it's probably hard because they're just like so busy all <laughs> everybody the time. in new york <laughs> yeah, i don't know i just imagine those people are just so busy or mothers i guess moms yeah who are just so wrapped up in their children's needs other people's needs that's why i want to talk i wanted to talk to you about like if you get alone time because yeah, that's really. a, a time where you i think can really reflect wait so why were you talking to brie about this and how long ago was that? I, don't, I don't remember those years ago it was i think it was when we lived in utah I don't even remember why I was talking to Brie about it. Was she like, oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah so she, she totally knew. understood. She's like, oh, my gosh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I've never been able to explain that to anyone. It was like we had this funny yeah. conversation about that feeling. Yeah. I'm sure that a lot of people know what you're talking about. Yeah. Have you tried explaining it to other people? Not really. I mean, a little bit, but no one knew what I was talking about. Hmm. I don't remember like, who hey, else. Can I talk about something kind of weird and... <laughs> like philosophical well I don't, I, don't like, I don't like bring it up when it's not like <laughs> like this kind of came up yeah for sure you know but like yeah you should read that book it's good okay have you been reading any books um i just recently read one surprise surprise about homeschooling yeah it's called the call of the wild and free i actually really really loved it it was about just how um you know, you're, you're your kid's best teacher, which everybody says that all the time, but it kind of expounded on that idea of like, um, not only letting, like saying that homeschool is, I guess, better than public school. Not, they're not saying anything against people that want to send their kids to public school, which is great. Like if that works best for you, fine. But they're just explaining why homeschool can be so amazing if you understand that it doesn't have to look like what a lot of people think that it has to look like. Mm. You know, like people in their first year of homeschool will buy this big box curriculum or all these curriculum books and they ha you have to get all these lessons done and have to do all this. And um, this is more explaining. It goes through and explains all the different methods of homeschool because there's so many different methods that focus on different um, aspects of a child's learning. Like there's Charlotte Mason and Waldorf and unschooling and... Um, I don't know, a thousand other ones. I've never heard of any of those. I can't remember. <laughs> Charlotte, there's ones that are more like literature based and there's ones that focus on educating the whole child, mind, body, and soul. And there's ones that focus on like unschooling. There's like no um, worksheets at all. And sometimes... Are you doing any of these methods? Um, I Well, when I was listening to this book, I was trying to figure out which ones I resonated with because it gives a very detailed explanation about, or like a, at least a detailed overview mm. of all of them. Um, and I, I resonated with parts of lots of them, but I feel like Charlotte Mason unschooling and like kind of Waldorf ish is what I liked a lot. So a bit of a hybrid between those three. Yeah. And not that I <laughs> have been able to like, okay, so because I like those, I'm going to do this, this way and this, this way and right. this, this way. Got it down. Like we're it's kind of a learning pro process. Yeah. Like I have figured out that one of the things they talked about in that book was that the, the day actually starts with the way that your kids go to bed the night before hmm. because that can kind of set the tone for your whole next day i was like oh my gosh <laughs> like hmm. that makes so much sense so i kind of i didn't quite take it that far but i um found that if i before i go to bed at least set out some things on the table for my kids to do when they wake up because sometimes with the way that our morning routine works right now my two older kids are out of bed before i am out of bed 
And if I just leave them to their own devices, they'll just like start playing, which is fine if they want to like play toys or whatever. I let that go a lot of times into when I want to start school because I feel like that is like so much of a kid's education. Like play is the work of childhood, which is also a very like cliche quote, but it really is like think of like us as kids, all the playing that we did, like how much of that can you relate to your adult life? I feel like if I think about it, a lot of the things like that I learned, like teamwork, cooperation, um, verbal skills, like a lot of those things that you learn in just like your interactions with other kids Mm -hmm. carry into your adult life. And that's a big part of your education. You're just like real world stuff like that, you know? So if they if they want to play or if we have friends over and they're playing outside all day, I'll just let them, you know, skip the book work and that's then mm. what they're doing today, which is a part of what like the unschooling, unschooling approach that yeah. I really liked. Um, the Charlotte Mason thing that's is cool. more like um, learning through literature. So we're, we're reading lots of books. We just read like Little House in the Big Woods and I've been doing like chapter by chapter. Um, I'll write out some questions that they can answer. We can just like talk about it or they can write them down or whatever. Um but like I was saying before, sorry, I got off topic. It's okay. I um, put some things out on the kitchen table for them to do when they wake up in the morning. Like sometimes it's a worksheet. Sometimes it's a educational little board game that they like. Or it's like a write in your journal for five minutes. You don't have to even show me what you wrote. Just like write for five minutes and then do your 20 minutes of reading or whatever, you know. Yeah. But if I have like something set for them to do in the morning, it's their morning work. Then it like sets the tone for the whole day. Nice. Sorry, I launched into a homeschool. Wow, yeah, that, no, that's great. <laughs> I think that that will help a lot of people listening that have kids and who are doing that. I'm not, I don't know how many people homeschool. Yeah, I mean, even with distance learning, I don't. Uh, we did that in the spring of last year when they started distance learning, and it was okay. But I felt like Aaliyah hardly had any work that she had to do. Preston's teacher came and did like a whole packet drop off and he had tons of stuff like options to do in the meantime. I Mm. feel like we just didn't do anything. We didn't do hardly anything. And now I'm like probably going to send my kids back to school next year. And so I'm like terrified about keeping them up with their grade standards. So I want to make sure I'm doing enough with the homeschooling, but like, I don't want to like sit there and fight with them for an hour every day over the stupid math worksheet that I can just have them we can just talk about it. I can do it my own way like or I could have them go and measure things in the garage with dad or you know whatever I can I think do it a different way honestly better like real world application um you know Elon Musk uh-huh have you heard about his school no it's called like I don't know some Latin word or Greek word for to the stars or something ad astra or something like that oh. to the stars it's not very big it's like I don't know 20 to 50 students so far <laughs> but they just teach the students they cater their the the lessons to each student based on their interests yeah so if you're not interested in math you don't learn math Hmm. they just if you're musical they just teach you music if that's what you're interested in we've the book that i was reading talked a lot about that with homeschooling like cater like um building your your own like your child's education around their interests but it talked about like incorporating all subjects. I'm sure that they learn some math. Like that, they don't just like, oh, this person doesn't yeah. know any math at all. <laughs> like I'm sure they have a little bit, but it's just catered to that interest of yeah. music if they're a musical person, which I think is great. Like some, not all of us can be jack of all trades. Yeah. Like human beings have different skills and different things we bring to the table. Even in a relationship, like 
with Taylor and I, I'm very emotional. I live in my heart and I'm always emotional feeling all the time. Yeah. And Taylor's very much in her head all the time. She's very logical and uh-huh. she's a thinker. And we balance each other out in that. And we, we both know how to use our brains or our hearts, mm-hmm. but we're just, we come to the table with naturally better skills than the other. And I don't know which one I am. <laughs> the brain. <laughs> you think I'm the brain? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, for sure. Well, Kevin is too, but I feel like, well, he's definitely like a logical thinker. Well, yeah, he's like the epitome of a, of a, uh, logical person yeah you have a little bit more yeah i'm definitely more emotional than he is yeah but i think we work pretty well together yeah i mean you've been together for like 11 years how long have we been together like uh, well married how long you been married yeah like 11 years and you have three kids yeah nice yeah so with homeschooling and being married all these responsibilities you have do you ever like how do you keep up with you? How do you keep a relationship with yourself? I don't know. I mean, I feel like right now it, it is hard because sometimes it, your identity as you can get lost in like your kids, you know, it feels like, well, my kids are like me, you know, like this is who I am now, yeah. you know, but like I said, just like making sure that I get some time with my friends and like mom and jazz will come over and I'll like after the kids go to bed and I'll have like a girl's night. I've been doing that mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, what do you do on your girl's nights? Um, sometimes we paint like watercolor. Mom has been really, been really liking the like um, paint and sip kind of. We do like watercolor paint and sip nights. Those are pretty fun where we what follow s- like a video. Oh, and you just sip on like LaCroix or something? Yeah, we make like fun little <laughs> mocktails. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Or like hot chocolate or whatever. Cool. Um sometimes we just watch a movie i don't know that's good the I last one that me good. and mom and jazz did i think we just watched a movie had popcorn and stuff nice yeah well, that's great so with your business i want to talk about that a little bit more okay well what time do you have to go what time is it right now Four fifteen. Oh, oh i have a while half an hour okay so the reason that this podcast is called ambitious is for two reasons one because it's a play off my name am ammon <laughs> and ambitious because I like to be ambitious. So I like to take what you do in your life and just talk about how we can make it even bigger or make it even more ambitious. Unless you're like completely content with where it is. But I'm sure that you have like an ambition with it or you want to see it go. Yeah. And that doesn't have to be about your rocks. It can be with your kids. It can be with something else in your life that we haven't talked about. Yeah. But something that you're looking to further in its ambition or your ambition of it? Well, I'm also an esthetician, um, which I haven't done in years, but I'm licensed and I would, I'm excited for when I feel like my mom gut is telling me that I can go back to work. Well, not back, but go to work. (laughs) Your mom gut? Is that what you said? (laughs) Yeah, my mommy gut. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Not like a big belly mom gut, but like my mommy feelers you know oh yeah that's what i thought my intuition you, you, my mom. you said mom gut i was like what like you're <laughs> like your baby fat <laughs> why does that have any dictation of you think you... i have baby fat <laughs> no that's why i was confused oh my gosh i'm just kidding <sighs> um that was funny so when your motherly consciousness yeah my, my motherly intuition is telling me that i that it's time for me to go and I can get a job and not feel like I'm 
taking time away from my kids or, you know, like I just neglecting them. Yeah. And I don't think that women who work and have small kids are neglecting their kids. I think that it's just different for everybody. And right now I feel like I want to be home with my kids and I have the freedom to do that, which a lot of people don't. And I'm really grateful for the, you know, that I, that Kevin is willing to work and willing to like, it's so, it's so difficult to, I think society these days expects a dual income household. Like it's yeah. almost required. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's amazing. You can stay home. Yeah. And I, I, that's not lost on me. Like I'm, I'm really appreciative of that, but I'm excited for when I can go. Like I just look at some people, I'm like, I can't wait to be able to just like have somewhere to have to get up and get ready to go do something, you know, like mm-hmm. if I go like weeks without getting real pants on you know like <laughs> i don't just sweats yes all, all the time because unless i it's like amazing. have to go somewhere i mean yeah in some ways it's nice like my belly thanks me i hate wearing pants with like an actual waistband <laughs> but like i feel like you know instagram can be like a double-edged sword i see these like people going and doing this and having their business luncheons and i'm like oh yeah it would be so nice to just like have some work friends and have like a yep. job that's mine and, and have some like side income that i can you know because and i don't want to say this and make people think that i whatever i feel like when <laughs> what, i what are you gonna say well like i feel like i want to be able to have some side income to be able to go and like buy things for myself without feeling guilty and i don't want to say that because i feel like like guilty spending my husband's money which he never makes me feel that way he doesn't ever do anything to make me so it's just your own story that you have yeah it's just like this narrative that i have in my head that like he's the one earning all the money we have this budget set and so if i go and buy stuff for myself i'm like taking money away from something else that we could be using it for within our budget you know like what if we end up needing I don't know, something that I didn't Some think about. Yeah, or like... Yeah, but you're an important part of the budget. Like, you're a part of the equation. You keep I know, the family together. I know, but if it's things that like, oh my gosh, that sweater is so cute, but I already have 15 sweaters in my closet. Yeah. Why do I need another sweater, you know? And I'm going to blow 30 bucks or more on this sweater, which well, for me, 30 I, bucks is expensive for a sweater. Well, I don't think that guilt is a... Maybe it is, I don't know, but I don't think that guilt is a good reason to want to go get a job that's not that's i mean i just think it would be great to have some side cash but that's not but my it's main... rooted in guilt because you don't want to spend your husband's money to buy things for yourself <laughs> i guess but it would also feel good for me to feel like i was financially contributing to our household and like i, I said my giving you a hard time bigger motivations are to have like my own thing you know work friends and... yeah it's liberating and it's great to <sighs> yeah like go be you and and i this has been and a to be new, ambitious. yeah. This has been a new thing in motherhood because before this, I never liked holding a job. Like it gave me more. I an- remember that anxiety than a sense of purpose. Like I, yeah. I don't know what it is about it, and I, maybe it's just me being, I don't know, lazy or I don't know, spoiled. I guess, <laughs> but like it just, I would get a lot of anxiety going, like having to go to a job and. I remember yeah. that working, I worked at, in a, like a retail clothing store for not very long. It was when, um, we, Kevin and I were f- kind of first married, lived in Provo and, um, 
I had just finished aesthetic school and we were going to be moving back to Oregon soon, but I got a job at this clothing store before we left just to like save up for the move and stuff. So mm-hmm. I worked there for like a few months and every day that I was scheduled, I had like major anxiety about having to, having to get up and go to work. Well, it's retail. Like who but, wouldn't? No, but once I got there, I had a great time. Oh. Like I liked that job. I I didn't dislike that job. I had a fun time. It was really easy. (laughs) I got to like get a discount on clothes. Like it was fun. And I still every time had like anxiety about having to go to work. Uh huh. Um, but now. I wonder why. After having been like forced to stay home for so many years with my kids. You're forced (laughs) to have these children. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I'm like stuck kind of at home. It just like is going to feel good to. So that's your ambition. You want to get back out there. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't really know what I want to do yet, whether it's aesthetics or whether I want to have my like focus more on my artwork and have that be what it is. So self-employment sounds like your jam. Well. Like getting back out there and being an esthetician or I guess you I guess when you were an esthetician, you owned your own, right? Well, I did, but I I wouldn't want to do that again. Oh. I would go work at a, like at a spa, maybe doing like room rent, I guess, if that's how they do things. I don't know. Yeah. I think, yeah, I don't know how it works. I don't either. I've been out of the game for a long time. And your license is still current? Yeah. I pay a fee every couple of years. Oh, nice. To keep it active. I I kind of wish I would have kept my, well, it's harder with my uh, fire licenses and my EMT Uh licensure. First of all, I was in Utah Mm -hmm. and then... I'm living in Oregon now and it doesn't, you do have to pay a fee, but you also have to keep up on your, um, medical hours. Like you have to take so many hours of medical classes every year. And I just, I think that they just, I think they just updated the regulations so that I do need a certain number of hours of like continuing education. Yeah. Cause I wouldn't pay you like, Oh, my first day back. I haven't been (laughs) done this in (laughs) 10 years. Okay. Yeah. Give me a chemical peel. Well, you have like on the job training before you okay. do things. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely need a refresher. Although when I was going to school. Are you impressed that I knew a chemical peel? Yeah. Nice job. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I'm going to brag for a second. And I was like at the top of my class in um, in my, yeah, at Aveda and my aesthetics group. My, my teachers were always very much impressed with my like attention to detail no not even that but just like the way that my hands felt i guess on their faces like they said that i had a very good like touch that sounds creepy but like (laughs) you know what i mean get the microphone on close (laughs) had a good touch touch (laughs) (laughs) no but like my hands did a good job yeah nice my hands have been getting a little bit like crampy and sore though i'm like i can't get arthritis that's like mine is it just the 30s is that just what happens i don't know maybe but i'm like that is like my hands are like do you pop your knuckles yeah so do i but like my hands is like i that's all i do like aesthetics or painting like i need my hands i'm a photographer i need my hands and eyes that's like my income (laughs) yeah yeah i should stop staring at the sun all the time (laughs) i'm just kidding i don't do that (laughs) I got six at the Sunster. <laughs> yeah, Brian Regan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I I would love to see you go out there and get ambitious, get a job, or Thanks. open your own practice. I'm self employment. I highly recommend it. It's too stressful. Why? What do you mean? Uh, I don't know. I like build I said, your own dream. Like I said, Why don't you build somebody else's dream? 
My dream is to be able to go to work at a spa, sit in a soothing place, and like rub people's faces. That's all I want to do. And then just clock out and come home? Yep. Not do any of the taxes or... Yeah. If I can just like... But wouldn't it be so paid. great to like make your own hours? Like Brie, she has her own thing in her own house. I think I still would get to make my own hours. That's what's great about aesthetics. Really? Yeah. Because if I'm That's doing room cool. rent, all I have to do is schedule myself enough to pay for my rent my room rent make sure that i'm at least paying for that and then whatever else i want to make on top of that yeah take my own clients although i don't know how if that's how it works everywhere i really don't know anything about it because (laughs) is there anything about the esthetician industry that you would change like i said i really don't know anything about it i have i (laughs) i got pregnant (laughs) while i was going to school (laughs) and um graduated from aveda in provo utah and then promptly moved to oregon so I studied and took my organ exams and got my organ license as well, but I never worked in Utah. And then in Oregon, I did open up a spa, like you said, for like a couple of months on the coast and then we moved. And so I, that's really the only work that I've done. Gotcha. So I need to brush up on my like protocols and everything. And I'm sure that so much has changed since then. Yeah all new techniques and chemicals and yeah yeah people's faces (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh yeah yeah i don't know i'll need some refreshers for sure well is there anything i can do to help you um well when i'm wanting to get back into it maybe you can come over and be a model for a facial okay do you need any marketing i'm a videographer and a photographer yes well for my rocks could help you with some content i'm a content creator yeah your content is very creative thanks (laughs) one thing that i'm really struggling with inside of my content creation is people want me to um like post for them on their instagrams or social media Mm -hmm. and the problem with that there's two problems one is i don't want to and it's mostly because i don't know their customer base Mm mm-hmm like a jewelry store or a restaurant. Like I don't, I worked for this one restaurant where it was Spanish food and I've never Mm -hmm. been to Spain. I don't know anything about wine or Spanish food or tapas. I don't know anything. Yeah. And so, but I'm having to like speak this language on Instagram trying to write these captions and make videos. Um, So that's one thing that's bad about it. The other thing that's bad is that if I just say, okay, I'll make your content and just give it to you. But how do I know that they're, they know how to be on Instagram? Are they going to like post my photos and just like make them look weird in the crop? Are they going to yeah. like write really bad captions that just make <laughs> my work look trashy? Yeah. So, Don't know what to do. Yeah, it's hard. Like I, it's kind of a lose-lose no matter what I do. Yeah. I just hope that the client has a good uh, marketing department that they can showcase the work properly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh. That's one yeah. That's one struggle that I've been having. Well. I just want to be a content creator. I just want to make the content and just hand it away. It. I just want to give it away. Well, then you just have to trust that they're going to do. I mean, they're going to want to make the, whatever they're going to do. Like whatever they're going to post on their page is going to appeal to their audience, right? Like because they know their mm-hmm. audience and their clientele. Well, hopefully. So you just have to trust that like they're going to use they're paying you for your work so they're going to want to use it f- to the you know they're going to try their hardest to like make it 
yeah make it capitalize on it make exactly. it exactly yeah make it worth their money and yeah time make it look as good as they possibly can so they wouldn't yeah, crop it, to, that, crop it had, to make it look ugly i've had like clients they'll, they'll pay top dollar for a photo shoot and then they'll post it on their instagram and then, like their heads cropped off I'm like <laughs> you're tagging me in this photo i didn't shoot shoot that i, I shot that <laughs> yeah. but i didn't <laughs> shoot it like that like they hear your head's crop <laughs> anyway weird maybe they just didn't like accidentally cropped it or something well you know how on instagram you have to like click the zoom out button or yeah whatever. or sometimes if you post a vertical photo it crops it a little bit yeah and then you can zoom in and like put it where you want it right kind of. yeah but some people don't know that or they just have never i don't know some people just don't get it or if they post a carousel you don't they don't know that you have to post every single one as a horizontal one or every single one is a vertical because that's mm-hmm. the way it would be oriented based off of the orientation of the first photo oh yeah so they post a vertical one but all the rest are horizontal and it just won't work and so they're just like eh, whatever it's like a group photo and the people on the edges edges are like gone <laughs> like dude you're attaching my name to that photo and now people are gonna think that i'm like a really terrible photographer yeah or they're gonna think that you posted it and that you're a terrible content creator exactly so that's <laughs> yeah, the that's issue a bummer. <laughs> so i just need to find clients that have like a like a capable or competent person who can post things you know yeah like a poster yeah the poster (laughs) you're the poster you're the captioner (laughs) well oh as if my life wasn't stressful and crazy enough i'm getting a puppy in a month (laughs) oh yeah that's right yeah that'll be fun what kind a golden retriever and you bought the breeding rights i did are you planning on breeding um it depends on a lot of things it would depend on like health clearances and stuff down the road Hmm. so but if timing works out we're in a good like situation and she passes her health tests then find a good stud and maybe we will you gonna name her maple i don't know we haven't decided yet a few ideas sweet yeah that's another thing that i love doing is training i don't have a lot of experience i love researching training (laughs) putting it into action i'm not experienced with i've trained my other one dog and he was really good um but that would be another really cool job to get when i feel like i want to go work but i don't know dog trainer yeah but i don't know how to do that i don't know how to get in with that just market yourself as like Kayla and the dog whisperer <laughs> and then just go out and make a TV show. I'll film you. Oh my gosh. That would be fun. Post it on YouTube. We'll go viral. <laughs> Except that I don't actually have any experience. I know a lot of stuff in my brain. Well, that's but I haven't fine. actually like, ever like done a lot of the stuff. Oh, you don't need experience. All you need is a platform and ideas. And a pretty video. Yeah. And I've got a camera, so I'll just come follow <laughs> you around. We'll make YouTube videos of you just like demonstrating training your dog. And then people will see it, find value in it. Post it on TikTok. You get TikTok famous. Yeah. And then we can split the uh And then people will ask me to train their dog and I'll fail miserably because I've never actually trained. You can also just say no and be like, just watch my videos on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> but then how am I going to get paid? Brand deals, advertising. Oh. Yeah. Dog companies will contact you and be like, hey, will you uh, talk about our dog food on your channel? And be like, yeah, sure. 
Oh, there's so many random ways that you can make money now. Yeah, you got to get creative. Yeah. So I can be a dog trainer without actually being a dog trainer. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, there's people on TikTok, they just, all they do is dance or just make random faces. And then businesses are like, wow, a lot of people like to watch you make weird faces. So will you like talk about our stress relief tea? It's like, it means not, it doesn't make any sense, but they're just, they're influencers and they make a ton of money. It's crazy to me. Yeah. If you have actual knowledge, you know, like dog training or something, or like what you're talking about now with homeschooling, how many people do you know that homeschool? Um, one, two, three. Well, there's a lot more now. And how did you learn? How to homeschool? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I talked to my people that knew what they were doing. And where did they learn? No idea. Exactly. Probably YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Are any of them like licensed teachers? No. So where do you go? Like you go to the internet to learn anything. Yeah. Nobody's going to go online to like (laughs) commoncore.edu. You know what I mean? Everybody's going to go to YouTube and like, how did, how do you train my kid in math? (laughs) (laughs) how to homeschool my my child age five and then if you have something to actually bring a value to the table because you're experienced now or you have knowledge then there you go and you're pretty funny you have a good (laughs) sense of humor you've got a good personality you're pretty and you can just do it wow let's just keep saying all the things that i'm good at in the your teeth are really straight you have a great smile you have a supportive husband keep going he could be in the videos too. Here's how to weld. <laughs> He's a welder. Like I posted this video for mom, the mm-hmm. expository writing one. It's got over oh, 10,000 yeah. views on YouTube. So funny. And teachers from around the country are contacting me like, hey, can I use this video for my class? I'm like, sure. I accept donations. I haven't got anything yet, but. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you're contributing to society. Yeah. I'm just like, way. I don't really care if I get paid. I know teachers don't get paid. And this, yeah. if this video is going to help your class, use it. Well, teachers no do get paid, but. Well, I, not very much is what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> not as much as they should. Yeah, that's for sure. I think that's probably the most undervalued, underpaid job. Yeah, it's definitely up there on the list for sure. Yeah, I have more of an appreciation for it now than before. Oh, yeah. After attempting it myself with only two of my kids and imagining what it would be like with a class of like 30 kids. What time do you have to wake up in the morning? Um, well, I don't have to get up real early. So your kids, okay. They usually wake up somewhere between seven and eight, depending on the day. Mm. And they, like I said, I just put stuff out on the table for them to do. They get themselves breakfast. Oh, wow. I mean, they just have cereal. (laughs) Just a turnkey operation. You just, (laughs) bam, just do it. They just know how to get their own cereal. They just eat what, eat cereal in the morning. They're not, I'm very lucky. I don't have real like sneaky kids that would like just oh mom's not awake i'm gonna sneak the cookies or the chip <laughs> cupboard or whatever they're really good they just eat breakfast food wow. in the morning that's good and who then, keeps them in line uh, both of us i guess Maybe no no i mean which of the kids keeps them in line when they're not being supervised um or do they just all they just all behave Aaliyah like gets grace in breakfast sometimes if he can't get uh-huh, his own that's cute. she'll like yeah she gets him Aaliyah's really really responsible she's almost she's gonna be nine soon and i don't know she's She's getting big. Yeah. She's like very much into learning how to babysit. She wants to like 
make money babysitting so she's like trying to practice all the time and Dude, which is helpful for me nannying yeah anyway so um yeah i just get up whenever grayson wakes up because he ends up in my bed every night still he wakes oh. up in the middle of the night How sometimes old is he now? he's almost four he'll be four in Whoa. may almost four yeah that's crazy yeah but he'll um at usually lately it's been like 6 a.m he'll come into my bed and, it just, and then just fall back asleep and are you strict on bedtime um, i'm assuming we so de- uh, we definitely yeah we definitely have a bedtime um we like i become a terrible mother at about 7 p.m <laughs> so that's like the time that we have to like i'm like done what does that look like terrible mother um just like go get ready for bed which is really know. cranky. Yeah. No, I get, no patience. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. I just get cranky, which is awful because I feel like, like I said, the tone for the next day is set by time. Yeah. So 7 p.m. is when you try to get your kids. Yeah. But I've been ready. doing a lot better about reading to them at night. So we read the other night, we read like two chapters in their book and these chapters are freaking long. But <laughs> we've, been, we've been reading at night. We're reading, like I said, Little House in the Big Woods. We're almost almost finished. So yeah. sometimes I'll read them little stories, but most of the time we read like a chapter in our big book that we're reading. Mm-hmm. And they like that. I like to listen. So Nice. Yeah, try to seven thirty or eight. We try to get him to bed. I have a friend who doesn't believe in bedtime. I remember you telling me that the other day. That's we've done that a few times. Like just like okay, whatever. Or we have people over, so they're just like occupying themselves. Mm-hmm. But like my, like on New Year's, we let them stay up because it was New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. They made it to midnight, no problem. So I'm yeah, like, if like we just didn't have bedtime, they would never sleep. Like they would be up until like one. I'm sure there it would regulate itself eventually maybe but like it's a struggle every night isn't it like wow why is it such a surprise every single night you have to brush your teeth like you know this is gonna happen um my kids are actually really good about it now really yeah like okay get ready for bed and then they're like okay so i guess that's when you get your alone time or at least time with kevin yeah yeah we have a few hours every evening i go to bed probably like 10 or 11 Mm. and then so between like 8 and 11 ish i should talk to uh my friend who doesn't believe in bedtime and just hear her reason and philosophy behind that and i just like have to have bring her the podcast i mean i i'm a big believer of do what works for you and your family like not every routine is going to look the same and not every like like me and my friend we both work close friends she's like my best friend we homeschool both homeschool and it looks completely different Hmm. and that's fine like you know yeah she has like charts on the wall and like schedules on the wall and i did that like last spring and it was working great but this time i want to focus more on like trying to focus on like like i said real world experience as a big part of their education for the one year that i'm gonna have them math by measuring wood in the garage with dad or something yeah like some of preston's lessons anyway are like okay take this tape measure around the house oh preston does lessons too yeah some of his are like that's grayson Oh, I, th- ugh, I was thinking Preston <laughs> or Grayson in my head. No, like, okay. yeah, Preston's will be like, take this measuring tape around the house and measure five different items and write down the measurements. I'm like, why am I doing this out of a math book? Yeah. Like, why am I making it about a book and a curriculum that he has to check off this thing that he did on his... Gosh, why can't- I wish that you were my teacher when I was a kid. I, I just, it was impossible for me to re- learn math. From I mean, I'm book. not real good at it yet. I'm just learning how to, like, do this. But, like, I, I'm trying to, like, 
because I don't really know what I'm doing. So I'm trying to like look at their lessons beforehand and kind of eyeball the principles that they need Hmm. and then try somehow to get that into our everyday, like without having it be out of a book, you know, and like incorporate it into like, like Aaliyah's starting to learn fractions so we can like bake together or like she's learning right now she's learning like subtraction that's kind of stuff like that is what's hard the math is what's hard for me because she's like learning solve for n and like how am i gonna incorporate that into our everyday life as a nine-year-old well very basic like n plus two equals seven oh okay you know basic yeah yeah um but that's the stuff that i have to have a book for Mm because i wouldn't know how to i mean i there's (laughs) ways though like okay okay. this egg represents n and this milk <laughs> well, is two no but i mean like if you have seven cookies and somebody like you know eats two how many do you have left but then that's just like seven oh, yeah, minus yeah. two right which is basically what you're doing but you have to get her to understand the whole like she's like mom it's seven like give me something hard to, <laughs> to calculate yeah like, oh, sorry Leah. i, I learned know. from a book it's when just... i was a kid yeah Wow. Well, I applaud you. I mean, for, you're not qualified to do this, but you're doing <laughs> it. Well, I mean, like in the traditional sense, I don't mean that to be yeah, like offensive. No, I know what you mean. I'm just saying you don't have a license. Yeah. You don't have any teaching teaching experience, but you're doing a great job Thanks. as a mom and as a teacher. Like I'm sure your kids are like whenever I go over there, they're well behaved. They seem smart. Oh, thanks. I'm like terrified that they're going to go back to school and be like so far behind their peers. If I was homeschooling for the long haul, I would not be so like anxious about it because I'd have time, you know? So are you anxious for, for being judged or are you anxious that they're just going to fall behind? I'm just anxious that they're going to fall behind and have a rough time next year because I didn't mm. do enough at home this year with them. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I don't think you're alone in that. And that's like, you could, people feel that way all the time with, I, I feel that way all the time in my life. <laughs> I could be doing more or I should be doing better. Yeah. This video could be better. Uh, but you just have to kind of let that go. Yeah, that's very true. Just realize that as long as you're trying your hardest. That's how it is with like parenting in general too, not just homeschool. True. Yeah. And like you said, life in general, not Mm -hmm. just parenting. Yeah. The biggest uh, difficulty with this podcast, I was like, I really want to have a plan. I want to have like a logo. I want to have the perfect name. I went through so many names. Mm Mm-hmm. And I want to have like a a guest list of all the people I want to interview. I want to have them all planned out. And I want to have like a plan of attack, which would be great. But it, but like we said earlier, done is better than perfect. Exactly. And I was just <laughs> getting so caught up in the plan. And I, I because I wanted it to be so perfect, I never made any progress. That's where my perfectionism gets in my way. Because, it's paralyzing. Yeah, because like I... And not even in just like the art that I do or homeschooling or whatever. It's like I won't attempt things if I don't think that I'm going to be good at it because of like fear of failure. Mm-hmm. And the book talks about that too, this Untethered Soul book. By the way, not sponsored. Like it's written in 2011. <laughs> <laughs> so old. Um, but I totally hear you. And yeah. so I just eventually had to just start. Like just start, just do it. Yeah. And if I'm bad, if it doesn't, go well whatever like i'm not doing it for numbers i'm not doing it so that this can be like my main source of income although that would be great i'm just doing it because i actually like to connect with people and like to talk about really interesting topics and be honest and authentic and ambitious so i'm just starting and we'll just see i'll figure it out on the way i mean i've i've started so many podcasts (laughs) 
I can't figure my life out, but I just, I'd rather just do stuff and put it out into the world until I can find something that sticks. I think that that's perfect. Yeah. Rather than just like waiting until I find the thing. Yeah. Just like, well, I'm going to try. If I fail, good. I'll, then I'll learn something and I'll try yeah. again. That's, I'm relating a lot to that. <laughs> cool. Because like on a much smaller scale, not like a life scale, but then like a art scale, like what do I want to make? You know, like I was asking Kevin the other night, I'm like, what should I paint? Cause I'm like, I want to paint something that's going to like sell, you know, he's like, he's don't like, mm, boobs. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was like, he was really sweet. He was like, don't go into it thinking like that. Just paint something because you want to. There you go. He's like, paint what you want to paint. Don't paint it because you want to sell it to somebody. <sighs> His paint advice it. is way better than mine. His advice is always so good. I'm like always surprised by how like insightful he can be yeah. i don't know why it surprises me but still like <laughs> well you're a lot smarter than i thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> no but like we'll have like you know married conversations about just like parenting and like life and stuff it, always especially about parenting like he is such a good dad mm-hmm. his advice always is like how did you learn that like not i mean maybe from his parents his parents are awesome too but like it just like surprises me mm. i love him <laughs> shout out to kevin and all loving and supportive husbands <laughs> yeah they're just great do you have to go um eh, a few minutes yeah okay i'm not like in a rush i was just gonna ask really quickly yeah. what is your take on like masculinity in men like masculinity in general like what do you mean like like in a relationship there's this there's polars so there's poles i suppose of masculine energy and feminine energy okay. do you think that those two things are exclusively gender specific Mm, i mean i think that women can have masculine qualities like or what some people would consider masculine like i don't like i guess i just uh, my reason in asking that is because i I view you as very feminine and kevin is very masculine mm -hmm. and i view myself as pretty feminine (laughs) and uh and so Right now, I'm trying to balance that in my own relationship of, like, masculine uh-huh. energy. But it's hard to define that inside of myself when I... A lot of my just natural tendencies are, I guess, to society considered kind of feminine. Like, I like to be very emotional, and I cry a lot, and I like to process. I don't and- think that that... I mean, yeah, like, in in society past, it has been... It can, like, be viewed as, like you said, feminine to be emotional, but I think that now it's very much not mm. like just the way that like attention has been so much br- like we were talking about earlier with like mental health. I feel like it's the same thing now with like sensitive men, like quote sensitive yeah. men. Like I don't think that that really is feminine specific anymore. That's good to hear. I mean, I'm happy to hear that because that, that's me. I feel like I'm super sensitive and emotional no, and all the time. I, and I, yeah. I, growing up in a, you know, this, air quotes, toxic masculinity society. You know what I mean? There's just, men can't cry. Men have to be this way. Men have to be the supporter and you have to hold your woman and you can't express your emotions because it's considered a weak. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a man, so I can't really like speak to that really, but I, don't ever remember feeling any of those things like toward 
masculinity or men in general, like feeling those expectations of them. Hmm. I guess I need to, I need to formulate that question a little better. I don't think I'm doing a very good job of explaining what's what I'm feeling right now, but I just was hoping you could add some insight to it. But you said that you uh, feel like you have some masculine qualities. What... Well, not necessarily me, maybe, but I feel like women in general can. But do you think you, you have some? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> not really. <laughs> I guess I'm kind of putting on the spot. Like, what do you do that's masculine? Like, well, uh, I pick my nose and I fart a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I do fart a lot. I will say that. Yeah, you're a very gassy Ugh. individual. Yeah. Now everybody knows. <laughs> well, well, I guess we can end the podcast with that. <laughs> you have a fart brewing you want to share? Great. <laughs> <laughs> share with everybody as we head out? No, thank you. But I was worried that people would think I farted earlier because I moved on your couch and it was very like... Oh. Squ- I don't know what the word is. <laughs> Squall. Squirt. <laughs> Squirt. It's squished. No. Oh, what's that word? Uh, squawked? I don't know. All right. Well... Thank you for coming on this podcast and thanks everybody for listening. We hope you found some value value. <laughs> Tell everybody where you'd like them to follow you. If you want them to follow you anywhere. Um, Kaylin.Montefering on Instagram. How's Montefering spelled? We'll just spell it. Whatever. Kaylin. Mon- uh, it'll, it'll be in the show notes. Everybody <laughs> go to the show notes. Find Kaylin.Montefering for Instagram to buy some of her rocks. I do have rocks for sale. I have lots of different kinds of stuff actually. Sweet. Well, not lots, but a couple of different kinds of things. And leave a review on iTunes. Right on. Thanks, Kaylin. Yeah. Bye, everyone.